Good evening, <clears throat> and uh, thank you for tuning in uh, again tonight as we continue to look at the Christmas Bible study, and uh, I hope that you have been able to start reading it if you have the book. Uh, if not, uh, we're on question three and four tonight on why did God choose Mary and then how did Mary respond? Uh, I think all of us in our life have received very dramatic news. Uh, sometimes it is very dramatic in the good sense. Sometimes it's very dramatic in the negative. And when Mary received this news, she received this news that she was going to have a child. But she wasn't going to have a child quite in the sense that she probably thought. And when we look at this, we see that um, the Bible tells us that in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And this was Gabriel the angel. And tonight I want you to see this, that Mary uh, was not perfect. She was just like any other human. But yet, God chose to use her for a reason. I believe we see this when we look in her own writing in Luke chapter 1, when she says, He took notice of his lowly servant girl. Well, this is very important because what was the characteristic that God saw in Mary? It was humility. The Bible tells us that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That he can exalt the humble in due time. And so when we look at Mary, Mary, Mary didn't come from a big prestigious town, little citizen, little town of less than 2,000 people probably. But yet God had a plan and purpose for Mary. When I read this story about how Mary was approached by the angel, I ask myself, would I believe what God had to say in a situation like this? Most of us would all say, well, yes, I believe what God tells me. But when I look at my own life and the doubts and the fears that I have, when I read God's word and the simple truths that I still struggle with, it's a reminder to me that Mary believed God. The Bible tells us that when we believe in Jesus, when we believe the promises of God, it is accounted to us. And so Mary was not chosen because of her perfection. She was chosen for her humility and willingness to be obedient. And tonight, whatever God has asked of you this Christmas season, whether it is a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, God only wants two things. He wants us to be humble and he wants us to be obedient. When we read this, then we look at chapter three of this little book or this fourth question, excuse me, Mary's response. In the Bible, we see that Mary sang a song of testimony to who God is. You can find that in uh, the gospel accounts of Jesus's birth. 
But she goes and she sees her cousin Elizabeth, who also has been miraculously blessed with a child, but not quite in the same sense as Mary. And Mary begins to sing and to tell about the goodness of God. In this passage of scripture, it is called the Magnificat, the praising and magnificent glory of God. And what Mary does is what really God expects all of us to do when we have had an encounter with God, to sing his praises, to tell others about the goodness and mercy of God. You see, God's love is not for us to hide and to keep for ourselves, but it is for us to share. And so in Luke chapter 1, verse 50, Mary says, He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. She says in verse 52, He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. In verse 54, she says, He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. But the last word in verse 55, as David Jeremiah points out, is forever. You see, God has proven his faithfulness during the Christmas season. God proved his faithfulness to Mary. And so tonight, if you were to think about God's blessing in your life, what would you do with it? What do you do with God's blessings? Do you enjoy them? Or do you give God the credit for giving them to you? Are you willing to tell others about how good God has been to you? The ways God has blessed you. The way God has taken care of you. Maybe tonight you are here and you are thinking back in your life and say, I've just taken advantage of God's blessings. Huh, I've been selfish. I've, I've been self-centered. I, I haven't truly thought about it. But tonight, friends, I want you to know that we as a society are probably the most selfish in human history. We have everything you could ever want, and it's not enough. We could have all of the privileges that we have, but yet we want more. Think about the simple fact that on the day of Thanksgiving, a day that we're supposed to be thankful and we're supposed to rejoice that that night, millions of people run off to buy more stuff because it costs less. I'm not against getting a good deal, but do you think it just might be because we're really not satisfied? But yet Mary, she was just telling everybody about how good God had been to her, about how faithful God was, about how thankful she was that God had chosen to use her to bring the Messiah into the world, that he might save and redeem lost people. I think this is important because one of the questions David Jeremiah says is, how do you respond when you receive unaccepted, unexpected praise or an opportunity that both excites and frightens you? How do you handle that? Is your first response, well, what is this going to do for me? Or is it, what could God do through me? It is no secret that I do not like being in front of people. Hate public speaking. Uh, it is no secret that uh, if the Lord let me, I could live on an island with just my family, just us and them. 
But when I think about what God wants for my life, it's not about what I want. It's about what he wants. Last week I was in Evansville doing hospital visits and I went to visit a person. A person that I knew was in the hospital. And as I was getting ready to go up to that room on the elevator, the door opened and someone who has been very special in my life over the years stepped out and said that her husband was in the hospital. He was doing very, very poorly and uh, didn't know if he was going to make it. And so I got to talk to her, go up and pray with her and her husband. And uh, it really meant a lot to them and to me. And it reminded me that, Jake, if you lived on an island all by yourself, uh, you wouldn't be able to do this. As I came down the elevator, uh, I met another person that I knew. <laughs> and she told me that she was at the hospital visiting someone who was dying of cancer. And when I asked the name, they told me, and I knew that person. And they had been very, very important to me. And so I had the privilege of going to the other side of Deaconess, going up the elevator and visiting her for a moment. And as I was walking out of the hospital that day, I thought, Lord, you have a way of humbling us. And so tonight, I just want to encourage you that God might just be opening up doors for you. God might just be putting you in a place because he wants you to do something for him. Just like he reached out to Mary and said, I'm going to do something through you to make a difference for the whole world. And so again, I want to remind you, if you don't have this little book, I encourage you to get it. It's $1.50. If you, that's a problem, we're going to have more at church here in the next couple of days. Uh, it's a great tool to give to people who are maybe not Christians or who are struggling on their faith or who just need a real encouragement to believe what God says. And so as always, uh, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow night and we'll be looking at Joseph and why Jesus came when he did. As always, God bless you. And I pray that this Christmas season, you will realize and focus on the reason for the season. God bless.